this is Grand and Spirits Podcast, a place where you can learn to connect with nature, creativity, and yourself. I'm your host, Laura Lynn, and today we had the opportunity to sit down with Mario Ivan Guerrero, who is a music producer based in San Diego. He goes by Feedline, and he just released his debut album. It's called 20XX. This one is for a film. You can stream it anywhere today. It's incredible. Uh, We're going to talk about the creative process. We're going to talk about like the inspiration behind it. We're going to like really get down to like the nitty gritty of creating something and putting it out into the world. So without further ado, let's welcome Feedline. Um, welcome to the show, Feedline. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. So you just released probably about a month ago, right? Uh, This great album called 20XX, the one, this one's for film. Yeah. (laughs) I completely butchered that. I am so sorry. No, it's okay. So I had to like re-say it a couple of times when I was actually like writing it down because I wanted to say it the wrong way a lot of times, but no, it's my fault for making it that long. (laughs) No, I think, I thought that it was great because well, this is like the way that I interpreted it. So like, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I felt it, it was like 20, like, like the, we say like right now we're in 2022. So I felt like it was like 20, it's like, it's going to be like in this like millennia, but like, who knows like what, it could yeah. be like 2099. Is that yes, what yes. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, and like, even just like listening to it, like a lot of it kind of sounds like futuristic, but it could also like be relatable to now. So that's why I thought it was like really cool. Um, and like the, the other part, the, this one is for a film. Um, I like that you put that in there because when when I first listened to it, it was like, I was kind of ready for it to be kind of like a film, but I didn't expect it to be so vivid, if that makes sense. Like, oh. <laughs> like I could, like, as I was listening to it, like the pictures were just appearing in my mind. And um, yeah, it was just like really cool to, to listen to it like that. So was that what you were going for? Like, how, why did you name it this? Uh, I named it that way because I wanted the the structure of the project was going to be I wanted to be able to like to create a score. But since like you kind of need something to score when you're making it, I didn't have a film or anything like that. I've had uh, like ideas and I've seen stories and I've seen uh, I wouldn't say seen. I've like, uh, how would you say like I've had those emotions. Like, you know how in certain films you feel like when a certain instrument comes in or a certain theme comes in and you feel like that whelm of emotion. I've had that emotion before, but without the picture, without like the the, the image of a film. So I wanted to be able to uh, get that type of feeling, but also feel like you're watching a film. I don't know how to say it right now, how, how to like, uh, let's say, get the same feeling like you're watching a film with no film with no film at all, with just the music uh, annotations and with just the feelings of like, oh, okay, this would be like the theme for somebody. This would be the part where somebody's going to be crying, but then they come back and, oh, look, they're going out for an adventure and, oh, look, they're coming back with, or they're, they're like, uh, like, uh, how would you say, like they're up against something or you could feel the, the tension, the tempo, the, the pacing a lot with just the music yeah. and without the film kind of if 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 I'm rambling too much yeah yeah I'm sorry I go in a circle sometimes (laughs) yeah no so it sounds like you were like focused on the emotions more than 
than the actual like what it could like what the image would be like you're focusing yes, more yes, on yes. Than what like the music elicits as you're as you're listening to it yes so, yes yes were you so like you said it was like bits and pieces and you brought it all together so what is it like each song is it supposed to just is it supposed to be cohesive or is it like each song is its own like little story uh it's supposed to be cohesive it's uh meant to be more uh of kind of i remember uh being in film right and learning how you learn uh, a character's journey through an actual like story sometimes so i didn't really know how to structure like the album without an actual structure so i chose like the like the hero's journey type of structure and by doing that that's where i kind of got the the names and the titles of the tracks like i wanted to start it like as an intro it would be like the main characters like theme which would be like your hero and stuff like that so it'd be quick faster more like rambunctious like okay like a melody that we're going to be hearing throughout the album but it's going to be for a purpose so it'll be like introducing the main character and then as like like the rest of the track list goes on i kind of named them like try to name them like like i know it's kind of like a ripoff of like kendrick right but name them off of like one phrase that kind of would sum up like the emotion of the entire track instead of like directing the track instead of telling you like oh this one's about this is a sad song this is a happy song i just wanted to give like like the second track would be it was titled betrayal because i wanted to give the transition okay now we are we've introduced the main character so what comes next what makes a good story what what have i seen okay now we need some conflict so we introduce a betrayal of like who who's betraying them what's this and this okay so the next song has a little bit more tension to it a little bit more uh a little bit darker a little bit more ominous to it and then yeah that's how i kept continuing with like the track listing and the naming like uh the city would be like when they travel into a city and like whoa it's my first time being here it's all new it's all like whoa i've never seen this it could be you could put your own spin like is it a futuristic city is it like a basic like realistic city is it whatever type of thing but it's like whoa, they're coming into something like hercules going into uh what, what would it be i don't know something somewhere new where he first sees all the gods and all that stuff mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's how that's how i kind of like took the the direction of breaking down the titles with uh telling not uh an individual story with each track but more like a cohesive type of building of like a narrative there we go that's the way i'm trying to <laughs> find like a narrative for all the tracks together yeah well that's so cool because that's literally like how like when i listen to it, that's exactly how i viewed it like the first the first track is solo venture so it's like it's an adventure like by himself and he's like going through this and i love that you brought up the city because that one that's like literally what i was picturing in my head like for me it was like this like war-torn city and they're coming in yeah and it's like kind of futuristic but it's like kind of like they're just trying to figure out like who's even like here or what's like alive mm -hmm. or, so it's like really cool like how you can like portray this this like story you could tell a story through song like through um through music and that's just so incredible because like for me like uh, i'm a writer and so like actually like having the words like putting it like that like makes sense to me but like to be able to have like to understand the same story by mm -hmm. just listening is just incredible so i wanted to ask you like how did you learn to create music like this uh i don't know if i really learned it I've always like seen myself kind of more of a parrot when it comes to music stuff because 
I've been in it so much or like it's been around me so much that I'm just like, oh, I could kind of like get it by ear and I just like figure it out. But when it comes to like for this album, like the the use of strings, the use of uh, like orchestral sounds, stuff like that really does come from from film, from watching a lot of film, from listening, listening to a lot of scores like uh, John Williams, Jurassic Park stuff. Uh, Danny Elfman stuff, things that I don't really, that I've made a connection to something with, but if that secondary thing wasn't there, I could just have it by itself and it still has like a whole lot of like meaning and depth without the use of like, uh, uh, with the lack of a better term, like uh, commercial sounds, like poppy, more, I don't know how to how to specifically, specifically say it, but without using like top 40 type of like songs and stuff like that, like actually being there getting the instruments, putting, have, having uh, musicians actually playing it, having somebody tell them, no, don't play like that. Play like this. Why? Because if you play like this, it's going to sound like this. And I wanted it to sound like this. And like all that extra time, like that would be the type of music that I would listen to. So right now, that's the kind of the stuff that I gravitate to, like the, the stuff that you could, I know I, I, I do it all digitally, right? But the stuff that, that implies that the the feeling of like a human or of a person actually behind the instrument making the long strokes feeling the keys like gently hit it and stuff like clang 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 or if i wanted to go clang clang it sounds like somebody hitting it with force mm -hmm. yeah so yeah live instrumentation has always been one of the things that that for me because i can't do it and i can see other people do it like so so well it's like oh I could only I could only try to to achieve to get that. So that's where I kind of get my like, at least for this one, or I always kind of fall back into like using strings, orchestral stuff, horns. I like horns a lot for some reason. Big drums, like those big boom, 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 those type of drums. Yeah. 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 Strikes. <laughs> wow, yeah. So so you, you're saying that you kind of just um, like we're listening to others and then that's where you got your inspiration. Um, but like what made you like what was like that switch from being someone who who takes it in as an observer rather a listener rather than a creator? Like what was that switch in you to, mm. to want to embark on this journey of creating this? Um, this one or from like the beginning? Mm, listen to the beginning first and then we'll, we'll talk about the album all right the beginning would be I remember being in high school and I had to do a project for for film and I decided or one of the one of the positions was like sound engineer or sound design and like how you could like it was something about that but it had me actually go and do research on the exorcist like theme song and I learned how to play it on the actual keyboard. And I'm like, whoa, this is freaking me out when I'm playing this. <laughs> and that was like the first time, like, oh, it, it could be translated off of this, off of film, off of thing. And like, I could do it myself. I just creep myself out just playing this. I'm like, oh, okay. So if I could do it like this, just copying somebody's thing, then I could do it like with my own type of version. And then I tried to copy other people's stuff, like uh, the Pan's Labyrinth theme. I don't know if Pan's Lullaby. I would love to play that on the piano or on the guitar just because I'm like, you could just lose yourself just like, oh, whoa, this is just its own cool little theme. And you could just go looped and looped and looped and then you could just improvise a little bit more. I'm like, oh, I could change the feeling of this theme just by like 
building on top of it and like oh okay cool so then i could add on to onto these cool little things that's given me emotion that's given me like feelings and stuff like that or tones and like that i'm like oh cool i could do it too but it did start with like the exorcist thing with like do 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 oh shit i don't ah that's too much that's too much i'm like oh i just creeped myself out that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool so you already knew how to play keyboard before uh no it was uh my dad always just had it at the house and i would just like play around with it and it would be a lot of like i'm just gonna hit until i hear the, the note that sounds the same and that, that's how even to the day that's how i really do it wow. i just go boom 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 beep. and okay that one sounds cool and then well if this one sounds cool then i've heard this one all the way back here like 15 steps before then I hit that one I'm like oh this one this one sound cool and boom, 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 boom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool so now for for the album because you mentioned that you mm -hmm. had like bits and pieces in your mind before you actually got down and like um, started working on it so how did it like what was the switch from from just like knowing like the little beats here and there to actually sitting down and starting this project uh the switch would have had to been the fact that I didn't want any of these tracks to go to waste because I've always felt that if I don't actually like give my my own personal like stamp and seal ship it out type of thing to like a project or like something that you worked on then it's never going to feel like it's completely finished and I was going through like all these like half completed stuff and I'm like whoa I already put a lot of work into this and I just haven't touched it in like a year and a half like what happened it's like oh you don't really need to do too much to finish this one off so find some stuff that you know you could finish off that you could say okay I finished this this and this and you could be okay with it and that way you could be like oh okay these songs are my songs that are finished that I did that I could say that that exist as compared to eight bar loops on my desktop with like half recorded vocals and like just samples chopped up you know so yeah it was that 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 feeling of not wanting things to go to waste and also making sure that things were done like when when I'm telling myself like okay this track is done this is done and there's no going back there's no like oh I wonder if it's gonna well maybe in the future right to like refix it but nothing like right now I wanted to give myself like a, like this is when it's going to be done okay, set those aside it's a whole different folder on the desktop a whole different thing like oh completed mastered whatever yeah, that was the main like feeling that I wanted to get out of it. Yeah, that's so cool. And then the album ended up coming out on your 30th birthday, yeah? I did the day before. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was so cool too. You when I when you first when I first um heard about it was when you were like uh, wanted to get some to get this done before. So I thought that was yeah. that you that you got that out. Um, so you, you mentioned um, doing vocals. So in the future, do you think that you'll have songs um, like with vocals or do you do you like the instrumentation, instrumental songs better? Uh, I am doing vocals. Like I'm trying to do vocals for either one of the next two projects that I'm doing because the more I I work with, like I feel like I get to like a ceiling. Like right now I kind of know my instruments, right? But I haven't used the instrument of the voice, which is, as they say, it's like a whole different thing on its own. And that comes with learning a whole different things, which I'm interested in as well. Like I like learning how to just evoke emotion with sound and like, oh, if I could do that with my voice, that'd be pretty cool. If I could do that with my words, 
even cooler. But I first have to learn how to use my voice. And then I first and then after that, I have to learn how to write because then that's its own thing. I'm assuming. Well, I'm not assuming it's that easy to do or else everybody would do it. But yeah, like I'm t trying to take it as a process. But yeah, I'm trying to after the, I've, probably in the next two albums, I'm going to try doing my own vocal stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so oh, now I lost my question, but it was about your album right now and then um inspirations oh, i lost it um no i completely forgot what i was gonna say that's fine um darn it it was a good question too i don't know but um it'll come back to me so we could move into to the the song here i wanted to actually like talk about certain songs so for True. the final battle, I wanted to actually no. Before that, the city. I think this mm -hmm. is the one that you have like all the different clips of um, of different like voices and stuff. It's like oh, uh -huh. if there was just like so like how I envisioned it was going into the city and then like there's like broken TVs and they're all like kind of just like saying like a bunch of yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 cool. yeah, and they're just all kind of like yeah. Uh, yeah exactly <laughs> that's and awesome. they're just all like like switching through and you're just walking yeah. by yep exactly. and then you just get that one that's just like echoing in the background yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so it cool. worked <laughs> yeah no it definitely came across like that but i wanted to ask like more of like how did you even decide like what clips to take and where did you get those clips like more of like the actual like technical process of it oh uh so uh the clip thing the clip intro didn't really come together till the very end of it because the I wanted a track where I actually worked with the samples because prior to it, like I like testing myself to see like can I like figure this out type of thing. And that was gonna be the one track on the album where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put in samples of stuff and then cut it in, chop it up and see if it if it works. And I had like just imagine like all the the clippy stuff just cut out and then that that's where the track would originally start and i'm like wow it kind of seems like this setting is starting very abrupt compared to like what it was leading in what had led it into it so i'm like all right let me think what was the one before that one the one before that one was yeah it ends with the city and then it starts with the farewell and that's the one with the with the tvs so ending with the city was like, okay, you go into a city. I was like, how, how you mentioned before, I already had to set up that, that type of uh, like uh, environment for the tracking and for like the listener to be like, okay, we're somewhere ominous, we're somewhere we don't know. Okay, if I just jump right into something that's like very, like, it, well, uh, the like very synthy, very uh 80s very electronic-y all of, it'll be too abrupt especially finishing off with i think it was more of like a of a plucky type of sound with, with the city with a boom beam boom beam very echoey and i didn't want to just go straight into like a very abrupt like synthesizer sound so i'm like okay we're in a city ominous dark what sounds creepy uh I was thinking more of like street noise, walking, stuff like that. Okay, but if you're there by yourself, it sounds a little bit more creepier. So we took that out. Um, then I'm like, all right, I do have the the title of the 20XX in my head. 
So I'm like, oh, I could just put uh, find clips of people talking about different years and what they think the future is going to be. So I just started looking for clips of people talking, or especially like older clips of uh, like it was, what was it? High school students thinking what the future was going to be. That's what a lot of those little chatters were. And then the commercial stuff was like, I was just starting to look for commercials because then the idea of TVs, I'm like, okay. And they're walking through TVs. So if there was like something on, it's not always just going to be something that's worth listening to. So you just put a commercial here, put a commercial there for like reference. Kind of like in a film, right? You put like a little reference here, a reference here to like set the mood, set like the, I don't know if it's mise-en-scene, set the whole thing into like its own little world. And then once I did that, and once I started putting like finding clips, I'm like, oh, okay, this makes more sense. This track is more of a, of a, how would I say? It? Uh, it was more of a world building type of track because I actually took the time to, not that I didn't with the rest, but I took the opportunity to build on top with other type of references, which were the things that you were saying, the little clips in the beginning I'm like oh cool it worked so yeah that's what I, that's how I kind of navigated the first part because it felt very empty without that it felt like I was just like making like a straight cut from like a very sad scene in a movie to like something that's just like whoa why are we here this is makes no sense we had no transition in between and that 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 intro was like a nice uh, nice enough transition to be like oh it's not such a type of thing no it was perfect and actually I wanted to comment on that too that like the listening to it like sometimes like I'd have to like click and like make sure like okay it's a new song now because it like it's so seamless the way it goes and it <laughs> I feel like that like what you're saying like in a movie you don't want to like be aware of when there's like a clip like with um, mm -hmm. with editing like you can't just jump around like it has to be cohesive and so mm -hmm. like, I love that too that it the one song would just like blend into the next and that was that was really cool um so I remember what I was going to say before and um on the show so grounded spirits it's about like trying to still be creative and like be like free-spirited and like kind of be out there while still like being grounded and like presenting yourself in the world and like being authentic and like all that kind of stuff and so i wanted to ask like how like was there any fear involved with releasing it out into to like the public <laughs> or were you just like so excited to, to just get it out uh not much fear but it would have been more of hesitance because i've always been hesitant with like art projects in general because you put so much time into it you so you put so much effort and this would be the one the my first like venture into into actually doing something that i could say like oh i made this all from scrap I got everything. I picked this, this, and this, this, and this, and I put it together. So if if you were to say something that would have been scary about doing it, would have been the the opportunity to be criticized for on something that you did all by yourself. That was the big thing for me. Like, oh crap! If somebody says something about this, what am I gonna say? Hey, it's this person's fault. No, it's it's on me. I made everything from the beginning to end. So, but. On the flip side, which kind of took me out of that, was the fact that, hey, if there's any praises or if there's anything to learn from it, I did everything from the beginning to end, too. So I'm like, hey, now I know how to do this, this, and this, as opposed to like, oh, somebody did this for me. Now I need somebody to do this for me because I don't know how to blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the fear of 
having something that you put a lot of time something that's just been just for yourself like most of these things have just been me listening to it or me just like doing a, like a quick little story share or something like that nothing that's been like oh this has been something that i've been working on for a long time yeah like yeah stuff like that uh being being judged on something you've put a lot of effort into would yeah. have been probably something <laughs> yeah because like you have like your whole heart and soul into this like project so mm -hmm. no i completely understand um but so I also like was thinking about like how like you're saying like, the praises and stuff because I feel like this is also like a, a starting point into actually like scoring a film. So is that something that you'd want to do in the future? Yeah, yeah, I've been. I think that was one of the main uh, pushes that had me to choose the first one, or maybe why I named it as well, or the direction of this was going to be for a film because I've been wanting to do that like. I've been wanting to be able to work with something that I could be like, okay, I want to convey this emotion with these actual characters to give off this story and just be able to tell a story alongside with another story to help it like inflate the whole thing. That would be pretty cool. But the cherry on top of that would be to be able to like actually, uh, how do you say, um, like score an orchestra, like an actual orchestra. Because uh, I went to go see... Uh, dead mouse and he did his orchestration in LA and that was the first time I like ever felt like actual like like sound waves and air like flow actually hit you and you actually feel the sound hit you as opposed to like speakers just hitting you with a wave of just like oh I'm sorry if I'm too far away waves of of just like you know how how big sound system sounds as compared to like an actual just a room no speakers hitting you with sound I'm like whoa you could do that with just instruments just like live instruments wow that's amazing you need like 50 people on stage to do it but it can be done I'm like whoa and that's just one person who took their music that started it on a computer that learned how to write it for people who know how to play it and now his music's being played by these amazing like uh musicians and it sounds amazing. I don't know. But uh, yeah, like that would be one of the things that I really want to do, like score a film, score or for like an orchestra and then just work off of that and shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that'd be so cool. So do you know how to um, how to like write music? Hell no, not a bit. <laughs> but that's part of the journey as well, too. It gives me more of a reason to have that edge of like, oh, if I know how to write for these people, then I can write the stories that I want and then they could read it and then they could read it properly to the people who I want to listen to it. And like, oh, OK, so that's my first step to like getting into that, that or breaking that barrier into that orchestral type of world. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so incredible. And it's so cool because I didn't even know that Dead Mouse did that. Like I saw Dead Mouse maybe like like seven years ago like it was a really long time ago and mm -hmm. like I I love Dead Mouse but I didn't know that he had done that transition because I guess I kind of just stopped listening um <laughs> but but yeah that's that's so cool um so talked about future projects talked about um oh so you were talking about the strings in the song and like how like the way that like a string is played is going to like change the like the direction of it so go like yes like talk about like how you like picked which strings to go but then also like how did you like is this skill innate like the to have like to know what's gonna elicit what emotion because I feel like 
you like make it sound easy, but I feel like that's <laughs> kind of hard to, to like, cause you said like, even in film, when we were in that class that sometimes you have to like pick a song and be like, I have no idea like what even like soundtrack to like, like a song that's already made to what song uh -huh. I'd pick to put, to put in this like yeah, scene, but like now you're creating it. So like, how do you, how do you do that? Huh. I would say that I have watched a lot of movies and it is the uh, how would I put it like this the music's like is more of a of a stamp when it comes to the imagery when I like think of something and not just actually see it like when you're thinking of an idea like if I could hear like the music or the idea or the something in the background like hold on let me put this in a, in a proper way um how do I say this how do I say this how do I say this um there's like a soundtrack to everything when I when I when I think of stuff right so when I watch a lot of movies I might not pick up a lot of the actual story of the film or the theme of the film or what the characters do or anything but I know and I could tell when it's going to be something sad and a lot of us can, right? Even kids could do it, like Pixar, right? Pixar could tell you when something's sad yeah. with the whole screen black and you could just start crying and then all of a sudden it comes back and you're just like, what the hell just happened? And that's how I would uh, register things a lot with just like something with an automatic, uh, automatic background music, automatic stuff. So when it came to, uh, I'm sorry, how, what was the question? When it came to looking into strings and... Uh, why I started using strings or or like why why did you why why did you pick the instruments that you chose like in the series like I guess I'm like asking like more of like how did you know that like compose like putting all these things together would mm -hmm. make, would elicit this emotion that's what I'm getting oh there we go there we go. yeah that's how I got onto the movie things yeah because of films I would listen to a lot of uh like composers uh Hans Zimmer I know is very basic person to, to choose but he's good for a reason and how he would work with films and see how the fact that um uh well here let me use a better example the dude that ludwig i forgot his last name but the dude that did the the soundtrack for uh black panther mm -hmm. so he had that that goal of actually getting a tone and a sound that was authentic so he would go to certain parts of Africa and certain places, if other places to get like the, the original sounds and the original uh, musicians to play it in the traditional ways. So when it came to me and thinking about how I see emotions, I would reference a lot of how my emotions are triggered in films because that's the most easiest way I've seen like the transition of like, oh, whoa, I'm scared. Oh, whoa, I'm crying. Oh, whoa, whoa, I'm I'm tense and stuff like that. Like the sudden shifts and stuff like that. So when I'm watching a film, the cues that I get are from the are from the music, and the cues that I would like really see that would be stamped in my head would be like orchestral strings and stuff like that, especially more in. Uh, romantic films. I don't know if you remember the film uh, Cinema Paradiso. That one was one of the first films that I discovered how powerful like a piano can be. Just like, just the the melody of a piano, how it could just like, whoa, it could, it could give you the feeling of softness. It could give you the feeling 
of joyfulness, of glee, of, whoa, so much sadness, so much, oh my God, all this happened at once, but just from one instrument. And then I would like take parts from other films as well, like how I said with Pan's Labyrinth, it would just be the girls humming. And it's just like, whoa, that's one instrument. And I would see it in other films as well. Like, uh, how to be, uh, Danny Elfman would be pretty good with guitars. Uh, uh, what's his name? We were just talking about it. Hans Zimmer uh, with large orchestral, big sounding things. So I would kind of be falling back onto those when it comes to what is the stuff that's making me feel things. For some people, like drums, some people fucking love drums. Whenever they hear drums, they start getting very hyped and stuff like that. For me, a string, like one little ee, and I could start crying. And I'm like, whoa, that could really change a fucking mood sorry excuse me change the mood like that really really quick i'm like whoa if i could figure that out i've seen that i've seen that been done before i've seen the formula i've had this done to me i've been made cry but just two little strokes of a violin whoa i want to figure out how to use these things because i know how those can make me feel kind of like the exorcist theme like oh i can know how to make like how to provoke a feeling in myself by just like playing the theme oh, I want to learn how to provoke a feeling within myself by playing a certain instrument. So, and those instruments were the strings, the, the pianos, um, more modernly right now it would be like the synthesizer and stuff like that. That gives it more of like the, the digital type of sound. But yeah, the strings, the orchestra stuff, the horns. Horns, for some reason, I don't know why I keep saying horns, but horns are always, I always love them because they're just so such a, could be such a grand noise or it could be such a little little fart of a noise and it's just like huh? <laughs> such a range it has but yeah that w- i think that would be if that helps with the question <laughs> yeah it actually like made me want to like do like this kind of like deep dive because like lately i've been thinking about like why do i need to listen to music and so like like writing especially like for me like i need to like have my headphones in and honestly, everyone's been talking so much trash about Drake's new album, but like, uh-huh. I just literally have just like, it's just the beats because everyone's like super housey, but that's literally like what has made me like stay like focused on my work. And so like, I never thought about like it as being as like emotion that gets elicited through, through the sound until I heard your album. And so, <laughs> so I'm like thinking like, why do people love music and like why is it is it because of the emotion and maybe I just didn't like I wasn't aware that it was the emotion until I listen because I know I don't normally listen to instrumental songs and so like is it that or because obviously like music is huge like look at EDC where almost a million people travel from all over the world to go to Las Vegas like that's insane to me that that many people love it. And some people are there just to get trashed, but a lot of people are there because the music like makes them feel alive. And like, I feel like anytime that I think back of like my happiest moments, it's usually at a festival because of like the lights and the, and mm-hmm. the energy. And like, do you think that like, like music's the one that's bringing us together. So do you think that it's that, that music brings people together because of the emotion or is that just like a second part of it and then that's like what brings up like the good vibes and like bring the emotion. Does that make sense? No, no, it does make sense. Uh, I think it's the fact that you 
you can invest emotion into the music. Like so there's some stuff that you listen to and you're just like, yeah, I'm not really, I don't really fuck with this stuff. I don't really listen to this stuff. And some people could go really crazy for it. Like, like how you were saying EDC, some people could probably hate that stuff, dude. They could go there and then you could be having the time of your life. This could be, you might not know any songs, but you, you enjoy the entire vibe of it. But if somebody doesn't like it, they're not going to like it. That's true. But I do like the fact that, or I do see that with music, it, it does open or it does give anybody the opportunity to be emotionally invested into it. And what I mean by that is like, say how right now you're using the example of EDC and some people go and they have a great time. Oh, sorry. I got a cramp in my leg. Um, that could be completely uh, devoted of the music itself. The music just took you to the place that you just it introduced you to the place where now you like it and now not now like it but now you've learned something new and now you could have fun this way and now the music's part of it so you might not connect a lot of emotion to the music but you could connect it to what it introduced you to so if you want to get into the music as well it's also there because that was the introduction to like what the something that you like so it's never going to go away so in a way it's kind of linked to whatever it introduces you to Wow, I'd really do go on tangents. <laughs> no, but that's a good thing. That's what literally, literally but, yeah. about is just going on tangents. So yeah. <laughs> so, but what I was trying to say was, oh, uh, well, I I think we were talking about uh, if music has to be connected to emotions. Is that mm -hmm. what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is yeah. Does all music have emotions? I just did. I just not realize like it's just me. I think it does. I think it does because if you have enough of a telling within you to know what you don't like then you don't like it and i've really made an effort in myself to have like certain music that i don't like i try to listen to it and there's some stuff that i do like that i have always just told myself no you don't like you just never given a chance and i've given it a chance i'm like oh it's not that bad it's, some of it's okay just not all of it's for me so it's if you have the ability to to have the choice and to like be like hey i really don't listen to this stuff. like i'm sorry for me reg reggaeton and stuff like that i can't really vibe to it like it's just not for me not hating on it but you know you know the feeling you probably have your own genre that's just like that but it's just like oh maybe one or two songs that's fine but if i still could keep that ability to be like ah eh, i fucks with it i don't fucks with it that's pretty cool the bad part would be like some people just which always has surprised me that there are people that don't like music like or not don't like it don't listen to music those are the anomalies uh, anomalies anomalies <laughs> uh those are the, the the bizarre ones to me because that would be how i think the question was phrased to me beginning at the beginning which was is there does there have to be emotion connected to it i feel for those people there's no emotion connected to it for people who don't really listen to music like oh that don't go and try to like oh i want to listen to something because it's fun or i want to listen to something because it's new they i don't know what they listen to but they listen to other stuff maybe talk radio or maybe podcasts and stuff like that but music isn't in their like daily things i feel like for them those people might not have emotion invested into it but they can but they just don't but i think if you like music and if you ever really I would say like at the most bare minimum like bobbed your head to anything there isn't a like an emotional connection to it because it is your choice like even 
if you don't see something, even if it's not connected to something like visual, uh, emotionally or something like that, like kind of how I was talking about like the strings, I might have never seen a film or I've never seen a certain thing. But if I know if there's like a key change in a in a string from like, and then I'm like, whoa, there's something there. What the fuck was that? That's an emotion that just came out of it that, well, I didn't know it was going to be there. But yeah, you could be surprised by the emotion. Yeah, I'll just put it out. You could be surprised by the emotions you can get out of music. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think uh, emotions are connected to music. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's great. Like I feel like everything that like, it's just like you had the answer, and then you just kept like going onto it. But it was like all like building on top of it. It wasn't just like rambling, going everywhere. Okay, good, good. So, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Um, so what I was thinking about with, with me right now when you said that, like the surprises in in the uh, music, like I feel like that's like why, like Elenium, like I feel like a lot of people cry at his sets and I never really understood why, but, and I have, I still haven't cried to, to but, <laughs> but people <laughs> like that, I like I now can like understand, like the last time that I saw him, I can understand why. And it's because like you're saying, like the surprise, Mm -hmm. you think it's going to go one way and then it goes a completely different way and like I've seen and like I've seen the emotion go from like like in dubstep where sometimes like the drop is going to be different but then it like it surprises you and so you get like super excited and then you're just like it just elicits like you want to dance and I guess like I saw it in like the excited way because I feel like when I listen to music it's always like exciting or to focus Mm-hmm. And so like listening to Elenium, it's more of like those shifts that can bring you to cry and to mm-hmm. elicit these other emotions that you may not have thought that were, were there. And so I, like I like what you're saying, like it depends on the different kinds of music that, that you listen to. And uh, I like how you said too, that you will give everything a try because like, I feel like I used to be like that. And now I'm like, I only like this kind of music. So I'm only listening to this kind of music. Like right mm-hmm. now, um, I've been so obsessed with like Kuko and anything that's like, hey. in like I uh-huh. am so happy. And then no one, I'm putting this out there because I don't know a single person who loves Kuko and loves Casey Musgraves, but they're putting, they're having a song together on his new album that comes out like in two weeks. And I am so excited and literally, no, I don't know anybody who loves them both. So I'm just like putting that out there. So anybody who's listening and loves them, <laughs> please be excited. With me. Um, but uh, I kind of went on a whole tangent there too, but yeah, the different kinds of emotions. Oh, the people that don't listen to music. It is so crazy to me how people don't listen to music when I was a teacher, I would have like my students do this, like in the, in the morning, like when they first come into class, like answer a question. And so it'd be like, what's your favorite food? Or like, talk about your favorite color. Like, what's your favorite color? And sometimes I, I would ask like, what's your favorite like genre or a song or an artist? And so many kids would come back. These are middle schoolers, by the way. They would come back and be like, oh, I don't listen to music. So I can't answer this question. Like, how do you not listen to music? Like, even like in an elevator, you hear music. <laughs> like, yeah. you can live without listening to music. Um, so that was just like really surprising. And so like the more that I got to to know them, like they, their interests, like 
it, they do like music, but they just didn't realize that it was music. And this didn't make the I didn't make the connection until just now when you were talking about like the different ways that like when you're watching a film, there is music there. But like someone like me, I didn't really pay attention to that until mm. right now when you said that and then like the kids they would come back with their favorite shows and be like whoa it was so cool like how like the music dropped and did this this and it's just like so crazy that you like unlock this memory right now when you're saying <laughs> that because it's like yeah like I guess I like took for granted like music that that comes in tv shows and movies like I just am more focused on the plot and maybe that's like me as like a writer thing that I'm just like what is going mm. on here and so it's like really cool to like I'm glad that we're having this conversation and then like more people will be listening to this because I feel like sometimes people don't pay attention to that. I can't be the only one, I hope. No, right. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like really cool. So thank you so much like, for, for sharing all of that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so are there any last minute things that you want to talk about your album or any new projects or anything that you want to share before we? Mm. No, not really. Okay. It's been pretty fun just talking. It's like I, I just always just like talking about the stuff that I do. I know it's very uh, self-serving, but it's like I, I'm the only one that talks to myself most of the time about my stuff. So it's like it's nice to be able to hear it out loud. <laughs> that's so funny. That's literally, literally how I started this podcast because right. I was like. I was having like all of these like trippy thoughts and I'm like, I have no one to tell this to. So I'm just going <laughs> to talk to myself and record it and put it out there. And now <laughs> here we are two years later, because before it was just me every week, I would just go on there and talk about my, myself and like my ideas and my trippy thoughts. And then recently, like I, people had been reaching out and like wanting to be on the show. And then that's when I heard your album, like, oh my gosh, like, I need him to be on the show. So you're actually my first guest that I invited on oh thank you thank you mm -hmm. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> yeah so thank you so much for for being here and yeah so and that's it thank you so much for joining us today i hope that you learned something i hope that this inspired you to create something yourself and put it out into the world um a lot of times i ask guests like what what does the world need more of? And honestly, like nine times out of 10, they say love, which is great. I 100% agree. But I think that the way, like the quote unquote easy way to love, like, yeah, it's like love your family, like love like your friends and love yourself. But I feel like those are sometimes hard. Like I feel like with family, um, like you're expected to love. And so then there comes a point where it's like, but I want, I don't want to love because I am expected to. I want to love you because I love you. Um, and then same with friends. I feel like sometimes you feel like you have friends that are going to be here forever and you love them. And then one day they just get up and leave. And then it just kind of leaves you in this place like, was that love? You know? And then I feel like even when you say that, like, when you think about these different kinds of love, we always think about romantic love first. And I have full episodes about that. But what I'm trying to get down to is that by being creative, that's you tapping into source. And when you tap into source and you can channel that energy and it comes out, that's why like people say, like, I put my heart and soul into this. 
the thing that you create, you're literally putting like the most glorious parts of yourself that are divine into this. And I feel like that's why our creations like resonate with others. That's why people want to listen to, for instance, right here, like Feedland's music. It literally like speaks to you. Like I, I still can't get over how though when he was creating, he had this image in his mind that he like made through music. And then me, the audience, um, or you, like, go check it out, go listen to that, see if you listen to hear the same thing, like, how I can paint the same picture, the music paints the same picture in my mind that it did for the creator, and that's just, like, so special that we can tell stories through music, um, that, that's, like, a whole new level of, like, storytelling, so, super incredible, um, but yeah, so if you learned something or felt inspired by this conversation, please go out and create, please put yourself out there. I like, that's the way that we can sh share our love. That's like this whole conversation about love is coming to this, that when we put our heart and soul into something that we create, that's our love going out into the world, starting conversations, changing the world as we know it, like, everything is like coming together that we can like for feedline he can put out an album and somebody in india could be like vibing out so hard to this and then that person like it doesn't have to be india it could be anywhere it's just the first thing that popped into my head that that person will listen to this and then be inspired to create their own thing what i think would be super cool is like the album's called 20xx this one is for a film like i think it'd be amazing if someone actually made a film to this music that would be like absolutely wild i would love to see that film um but but yeah so i hope that you're thinking about like putting yourself out there and and yeah sharing sharing your art sharing your creative side because we all have them like I could hear some of you saying like but I'm not creative like I can't do that but the thing is is that you can you just have to find like what you're what you're called to like what is the thing that sets you on fire and I'm going to like if you still need help with that I'm going to have there's so many episodes here that help you become your truest self and just like really bring everything down um like all of like the the trapped energy all of like the how do I put it it's like you're a clay monster right now and you have to get rid of all that clay to see like your glowing self inside but then once you can see that glowing self inside you're going to be unstoppable um uh so just like a little bit um about me I came across this of course on TikTok and um I wanted to share this is an affirmation so you can repeat after me universe I am ready so you could say universe I am ready to step into the highest most unstoppable version of who I am to step into the highest most unstoppable version of who I am no matter what it takes no matter what it costs no matter what I have to sacrifice. What it takes, what it costs, what I have to sacrifice. So, yeah, like, some people aren't ready to say this. Like, it's, like, kind of really scary. And, like, even, like, when I first started, I've been saying this every single day for a week now. And it's been incredible, like, everything that's already changed in a week. Um, but, yeah, 
saying this is like super scary the first time I said it like I had all this anxiety I'm like oh my gosh like whatever it takes whatever I have to sacrifice like am I ready like am I ready to to step into my next into my highest most unstoppable self um but I just kept saying it, I kept saying it and like now I 100% believe it because the thing is is that there's no need for fear because you're literally saying I want to step into the highest most unstoppable version of myself like what what's there to fear up there you know, like if this is the path that's meant for you, if you're climbing the mountain to get up there, like that's your goal. So why are you going to fear? Like, yeah, like if we're going to like the whole like mountain thing, you're climbing up the mountain. Yeah, there could be a mountain lion. Right. And that could be really scary. Right. But you wouldn't you have to go over these obstacles. You have to encounter these things to get to the top. And so like you there's no there's no way around it if you want to get to the top if you truly want to get to the top which a lot of us do you know I feel like it's like a human nature thing to want to succeed to want to um to not worry and to live comfortably you know like who doesn't want to be rich you know what I mean um and the thing is is that we all have the abundance like, we, we all have the access to abundance. We just have to believe in ourselves and believe that we will, if the mountain lion does come out, that we'll be okay and that we will actually make it up the mountain. And I really believe it all comes down to, like, what you believe and what you put out into the world. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, if you learn something or affected the learning something, always go down to that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you learned something or were inspired by something, if you could leave five stars on the um, podcast, uh, so it's either like on Amazon, not Amazon, I mean Amazon too. See, I get super weird asking for these things. And then I'm just like, yeah, this is just, I feel like awkward. But the thing is, is that like, I do want the podcast to grow and I do want more people to to engage with it, you know? And so... So yeah, so I'm asking for you to leave five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to this. Um, that would be super helpful and it'll really like make my day. And if you want to be on the podcast, I am doing a call for creators right now. And so if you created something, I'd love to sit down and talk to you. I'd love to talk about like the creative process, talk about um, just, I just love talking to people about their love for whatever they're creating. And yeah, so if you are a creator, you can go to grindedspirits.com slash links and it'll all be there. And my, I have a couple of books that just came out. I know I'm already like... 10 minutes into this but I need to type on my books because it's been crazy how fast I've been able to write these books and it like literally like creeps me out sometimes but the thing is is that I feel like it's been two years in the making it's just now all coming out like kind of in bulk and half of me is like well you should like let like Monterey shine before you release three other books but then the other half of me is like but if I have the books why not release them so I did so Monterey 
is what I was saying about like the clay, like you're uncovering yourself. Like Monterey is a story about that. So it's like a fantasy fiction kind of story. It's a romance story. It's an adventure story. It's a philosophical, like trippy, blow your mind kind of story. Um, it's a quick, easy 10 chapters, uh, but you could like literally spend a, a week dissecting every single chapter because it's really dense. Um, but like in a good way, like it reads, it reads like if how I talk, like it doesn't read like, like anybody could read this book, you know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, like I said, it's quick and easy, but like the ideas behind it, like there's so many layers and so we can like dive deep into that. And if you do read the book and you do have a question for me or just want to talk about the philosophical ideas that are in the book, um, also use that same link, the call for creators I was just talking about. And then instead of when I say, I ask the question, like, what did you create? Just be like, I want to talk about this, this, and this about your book. And I'd love to have you on the show and talk about that. Um, but yeah, so that's one book. Um, the other book is a journal about believing yourself. It's literally called Believe a Journey into Yourself. And that book is, yeah, just like really, it gets to like who you are, why are you the way you are, how to set goals, and then how to, how to like release your blocks so that you can fully believe in yourself and fully like start to understand like your purpose and what you can create, you know? That's that book. And then I have, um, this duo that came out. So I want to talk about this because these books just came out like maybe like two days ago. And so the first one is called Learn to Dream. And basically what I did is that there's seven stages of dreaming. So it goes from not being able to remember your dreams at all to becoming a lucid dreamer. But I took it a step further and said, no, like don't just lucid dream for the fun of it. Because I was always against lucid dreaming because I'm like, I... For once, I want to, like, let go of control. And, like, I, as I used to be super controlling in my life, I feel like I'm a lot better now. But in my dreams, I'm like, I don't want to control my dreams. I want to, like, the universe to send me the information that I need and then I'll, do, I'll figure out what it means, you know? And so I was really against lucid dreaming for a long time. But then, of course, everything comes down to a TikTok. And I saw this TikTok that said, like you could actually develop skills in your lucid dreams. And then because of that TikTok, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense because like in your dreams, anything is possible, right? And so it's kind of like, and I actually say this in the book, it's kind of like um, when you're trying to learn how to do a, a flip and it's obviously a lot easier to do a flip in the water than it is to do it on land. And so, like, in the pool, you, like, it's basically, like, you're limitless, you know? And when you're swimming around, you can literally do whatever you want to do. And, and yeah, and so, basically, like, that's how I'm viewing lucid dreaming now. Where it's, like, this place for you to practice, for you to have these, like, fa- like not be afraid of failure, you know? Like, there's not, it's a dream. So, anything that goes wrong, just wake up and you're fine, you know? 
And so I decided to take this idea and turn into this, I'm coining this term right now called purposeful lucid dreaming, where you take your goals that you have in your real life and you practice them in your dreams and you practice seeing yourself as a powerful individual who creates their reality because then those ideas that you have will then come out into the real world and literally change your life and make your dreams a reality. Um, and so, so yeah, so I created this journal and it's, I think it's like 300 pages or so, like 250 to 300. Um, but literally every page is different. So let me tell you about this. So the first step is like, you can't remember your dreams. So I, so every single level has two weeks for you to like log your dreams and then I give you like a bunch of tips and activities and stuff that will help you connect better with yourself um, or like your intuition, your subconscious. I like literally use those exact words in the book too so that you can um, like get to know yourself so that you can dream because the reason why you don't remember your dreams is because you're not connected with yourself. You're not connected to your subconscious. And so, yeah, so you need to do that in order to be able to dream and so then I take you every single step and I even give you like more like tips at the end of each like quote-unquote chapter or of each like level of dreaming and it takes you through the seven stages let me tell you the seven stages the first one is no awareness then partial awareness so you only remember like bits and pieces of your dreams or you only remember like one dream a month type thing um so that's that one and then the third one is um, when you view your dreams like a movie so you're just like watching it but you don't have any emotional investment into it you're not doing anything with it you know like it's just you're just watching it like you don't have any connect you don't have any connection to it it's just like a movie then the fourth one is when you start to have some connection towards it so it's like when you wake up and you're like crying because of what happened in your dream but you like feel it in your chest kind of thing so like emotions then the next step is thoughts and now this is like where I was for a really long time where I was like having these thoughts like I was like whoa like that's kind of cool like or like you know how like just like the inner monologue that you have in real life um that it was like happening in my dreams and then when I would wake up I'd be like whoa like I actually like had thoughts in my dreams and there are other ways of like that's just like how I experienced it but there are are other ways and I have that all in the book um and so then that is the thought one and then what number was that because I think the next one is lucid right so the first one no awareness partial awareness um viewership emotional connection thought involved and then yeah six is lucid awareness so then we practice or like i help you practice through the journal i help you practice being aware that you're lucid like what's something strange that's going on in your dreams that will like alert your brain like hey this is a dream um and so, yeah, once you're, like, in the gym, this is a lot easier than, obviously, like, controlling your dreams. But, but yeah, like, having, like, that lucid, that's that lucidity. And then there's five stages of lucidity that I also go into in the book. 
Um, and so I go through all of that in that chapter. And then, oh, and then in the thought one, I also talk about oh, like how to set your goals. It's kind of like a little planner. You have a to-do list every single day for two weeks. Um, and so, yeah, every single chapter has its own two weeks. Then at the end, it's the purposeful lucidity where you literally get to decide um, like what you want to dream about and then how do you implement that? How do you actually make that a reality? And then how do you do like the whole thing I was talking about before, like doing the, the flips in the pool? How do you like practice on the things that you want to, to learn or want to do in this life? Um, and so, yeah, so that's that book. But then while I was writing that book, I, was like at I in my head honestly so kind of I kind of had like the same structure as believe, and man this episode is already so long I wish I I should have just done this like on its own its own episode but here we are, um but anyway so for believe I had it in four sections like round one to round four and each section had like its own like little thing and so when I first sat down to write this book I'm like okay this is just gonna be round one and then I'm gonna have like these other activities and I'm gonna have like a full-on dream like month journal at the end of it um and then I'm gonna like it was like this whole big thing but then when I finished the, this like quote-unquote first part it was like 300 pages and I'm like oof like that's already like a fat book you know um compared to Monterey that's like a quick 100 pages it's like 130 something um so yeah so I was like okay well I can't really do that so what I did for you is at the end of that book I have like like one little snippet like just the one day out of like the 30 days and then that's what's going to be the next book which is dare to dream and so what I did is I took everything from from that from learn to dream and then I improved it and made it better for you to really like dissect your dreams like what are your dreams telling you how can you become a better purposeful lucid dreamer how do you how to do this right and so it's 30 days and at the end of each week I literally have you like dissect it like with math like uh, I know that's kind of scary but it's like super chill I have charts for you like it's just you just like fill it in count the numbers and then just reflect um so it's not like full-on math math but it's just like cool to like sit down and actually like see the numbers to see how many times do I dream about this sign how many times do I almost get to full control of my dreams and then something happens where I lose it like where's that moment that I can improve on so that I can do it so by doing this, by dissecting your dreams, you're going to be able to figure out, like, learn these patterns and then make your dreams a reality, you know? That's, like, the whole point of it. So I have you do it. So it's, like, it's based on weeks. I said 30 days. It's not even 30 days. It's 28 because it's four weeks. And so it's seven days, seven dreams, and then, like, a recap where you, like, go through everything. And then seven dreams and then a recap. And I do that four times. And I was like, hey, that's like quick and easy. Like, just answer all these questions. I had like just like a bunch of checks. So just it's easy, you know, just you have your dream, you talk about it and then you like categorize it and it's like done deal kind of thing. When I finish this book, you'll never guess how many pages it is. It's literally 500 pages. 
And that seems like so daunting. Like, oh my gosh, 500 pages that I'm going to write. Like you, it's just you saying this. Like I'm going to write based on my dreams. And then I'm like, should I break it up? Should I just do like a two week thing? Like I was talking to my husband, like, should I just do like a two week thing and just put that out? Um, so like not as scary, like 500 pages is a lot. And he's like, no, because the thing is, is that, and I agreed with him that we have like, I feel like a month, they, t- they say it takes 21 days to build a habit. And so by doing this, you'll be able, like, can you imagine all the amazing data you're going to collect from your subconscious? Like, this is literally source talking to you. And I feel like the way that I break it up, like, it's really pretty. It says, like, day one or dream one. And then it has you, like, write your day, the day and the time. And then you, like, answer everything that it's going to, I feel like... I feel like it's, it really is going to help you, you know, like whether it just makes you become a better dreamer or you turn these dreams into a book, like that would be so cool that you literally have all of your information right here in this 500 page journal. Um. So yeah, so yeah, so it's 500 pages. So like with the printing costs and everything, it had to be more expensive. So that one's $20. But I feel like for $20 and you really get to dissect your dreams, it's super easy. It's all laid out there for you. Um, It also has like a planner in there. Like it has a to-do list and like you measure your goals and there's a lot of goal setting in there. Um, Affirmations are in there. Um, Intentions. Like there's so much that goes on in there that I feel like it really is worth $20. And so, yeah, so those are the books that are out already. So go, you can go get them um, on Amazon. Again, you can just go to grandspirits.com slash links. I'll put it in the show notes so that you can have easy access to it. Um, yeah, so you could do that. And, and yeah, so it's just like the little Amazon thing. Or you could click where it says like Monterey Now and then click on my author page that way. Um, but I'll probably just do a whole new one of just like books. Check out my books here. Um, so yeah, so that's that one. And then right now I'm about halfway done or so, um, with my newest book, which I'm so, so, so excited about because there's literally nothing like it out there. Like there's like one other game, it's called Puff Puff Pass, but this is like a really fun weed game because I feel like this like the puff puff pass one is more of actually I I don't honestly have no idea I just heard of it I saw on Instagram but no there's nothing really on Amazon as far as games um weed games there's a hundred million drinking games but none no smoking games and so this one it's just a bunch of it's a thousand plus questions and activities that will just like let you get to the next level in your smoking so I asked like I think I have it in the beginning not I think I know I have it at the beginning where it's like these are fun interesting random and deep questions and I really stick to the four of those so some of them could be really deep like what's the hardest thing you've ever done in your life like or the you had gone go through in your life um so it could be like super deep like that and like really like get down to your core 
Um, or it could be, like, really random, like, um, no, of course I can't think of anything random, but there's a lot of stuff in there, um, here, I'm gonna try to, I'll, I'll pull it up so that we can actually, like, read some, and so it's really cool because it's a book, and, but every single page only has three questions. So it's really cool. Okay, so get this. Every, almost all of them have three questions. Some of them have up to six. Some of them only have two. Um, but around three questions each. And... Um, I'm trying to find it. And so, yeah, so they all have, like, these... Um, three or so questions oh okay that's what I was gonna say so each has like around three questions and then there's gonna be 333 pages so it'll be like 999 questions but like I said some of them have like six some of them have um like five questions on one or some of them like they have like backup questions so like for instance um Oh, okay, so one of them was, like, really funny. Like, how do you feel about second chances? Third chances? Fourth chances? So, like, I mean, they're not, like, real questions, so it's, like, still on the same, like, like, of the three. But I'm still counting it as being the thousand plus. So, um, and it's also activity. So it's actually, like, if you actually count, like, all the little questions, like, even, like, this one, like, um... would you rather be a vegetable or a fruit? And then which one would you be? So like, it's like a backup question, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, so there's that. So that's already over a thousand easy, but then every single page has kind of like a little game. So like whoever can answer two plus two first gets to pick which question. So there's three questions on each page. Or, like, the taller one picks, the gardener picks, the one who's obsessed with Halloween picks. I have a nose-goes one. I have a roll of dice. I have um, a bunch of, like, fun ones like that, you know? So it's, like, a game within a game. And so it's, like, questions and activities within. But then there's also, like, dares in here, like, um, Superman on a bed, <laughs> you know? Like, stuff like that. Um, and then I really, like, get into, like, the weed stuff and, uh, like, do you think the world would be a better place if everyone tried weed at least once? Gotta talk about my dream stuff, so, um, do you dream differently when you go to sleep high? So it's just, like, questions like that, but then it's also, like, um, what conspiracy theory do you actually believe in? How do you, oh, no. When do you feel most yourself? How would you reform the justice system? What's your favorite school memory? What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? Um, obviously, like, an easy one that I obviously everyone does is sativa or indica. So, yeah, so it's just, like, stuff, fun stuff like that, but then it's also, like, little dares in here, like, flex your body muscle, body muscle what is that <laughs> flex a muscle on your body that's what I meant to say um so yeah so it's a really fun game and I just like really hope that this will like take stoners to the next level um and I really wanted to write on there like written for stoners by a stoner but I was like that might be a little much and then like the the 
the are the cover already looks so good that I, there's no more for me to really put that but maybe i'll write that like on the inside or something i don't know but yeah um i have just been like how do i put it like writing the book it's like how do, what do i think is like really funny like I, I obviously didn't share anything any of the ones that were funny but some of them are like really funny or that will like get you to like your core or that will unlock like childhood memories or that will like just ask the questions that you just may need in your life and now i've been talking for half an hour so i'm gonna call it quits but i just wanted to share like what was going on in my life and definitely definitely go check out uh feedline's new album absolutely incredible it's called 20xx this one is for a film you can stream it anywhere it's literally everywhere just put in feedline honestly um everything will pop up and you can also follow him on instagram just feedline um and yeah you can follow me on instagram too it's laura lynn um yeah i don't know i keep saying and um and um and um but yeah thank you so much for staying to the end and being here with me listening to all my books listening to me talk about all of my books and yeah i hope you have a absolutely wonderful day bye everybody Music